Welcome to Fake Friends Podcast, Episode 4, Fake Ass Bodies. This episode, we're talking about all things body. How do we treat our bodies and how does our relationship with our bodies affect how we move through the world? I'm Kiara Rose. And I'm Sola T. And this week on our Sola in the City uh, segment later on in the episode, we're going to be breaking down different types or different aspects of body image. But in the meantime, we're going to kick off this episode with our weekly skin deep question. This week's question is, if you had to swap bodies with anyone, who would it be and why? Tag not it. Tag not it. You go first. Yeah, we know. We already know. I feel like to do it. Tag not it. (laughs) Well, this is hard for me because low key, I kind of be feeling myself lately. But okay, you know, I'm all for the feeling myself. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Meg the Stallion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, she's another tall girl, so it doesn't seem so unrealistic. And I think I just like that she's still, like, healthy and toned. Like, she yeah. don't, she just, she healthy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's No, I feel like. that. I don't, I don't think, no, I wouldn't be mad to be, to have that body. I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh-uh, I wouldn't be upset. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> what you going to say? Who who you going with? Uh, well, I just wouldn't sweat my body with anybody at this point in my life. Yeah. See, I feel like that's a hard question. I don't really, um, cause I feel like everybody has its, like literally everybody has its own thing that you would, once you're Mm -hmm. in that body, you feel something. But I think also the bodies that I admire are like, they're very similar body shapes to mine. So I guess Mm -hmm. if I had to choose somebody, it would be Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm. But I, I think that like, that's like, not super far off from if yeah like i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't just go get a whole different body type i guess is what i'm saying it's like yeah, yeah. the ways that i wish but i also just don't i don't think i'm in this space and maybe I, I i had this more when i was younger but i'm just not in this space to like want something that i don't have when it comes to my body mm. like i don't feel like oh i don't have no that much titty so i want some like no i'm just cool with the ones i got we going we gonna accept that. And, no, I, I but think I feel like real. when I was younger that wasn't the case. But like now, no. When I'm I was just, younger, I wanted something totally. Different. But to me, it's like I don't listen. We went almost thirty years strong, sis. Okay. We we liking the way the wagon is dragging. You could do mm. a little bit. You could squat a little bit more. Mm. The titties they ain't throwing. You already got lower back issues. You don't need the upper back issue. Like <laughs> you a little tall. You got a nice little neck on you. Okay. It, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. You know, I think I could nitpick when I was younger and I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that's not the the relationship I have with myself anymore. So to ask me to, to want something outside of myself is just outside of where I am in this chapter. That's real. No, I agree. I think that was definitely hard for me to answer as well. And I think that's how I landed on Meg, because honestly, if I just did a few more squats, listen, lifted a couple hey, weights yeah because you, you got the titties. i will be toned yeah. i got the titties i yeah. got to build the booty a little bit but no like i think i think that's real is i don't I, I wouldn't want something totally different from where i am like i'm not gonna go with somebody who's five two and 102 pounds like right. that ain't it for me i don't yeah. i can't relate to that like that's not what i oh, want that's real yeah and i think i mean i don't think that I just think that it's a beautiful thing to get to a space where you don't feel that you lack something through comparison. Mm. And I think it's something that we, you don't just get it and it stays that way. It's something you have to be intentional about developing and an awareness and appreciation of yourself and your body outside of the aesthetic of it that really um, can help you find a really needed comfort. That's real. I agree. Because it's always going to be something. I wish I had a little of this. I I wish I had a little bit more of that. I don't want as much as this. I girl, exactly. You if I had that body, anybody could say it. But I like you body. said, anybody could say that. Like I'm sure anybody has. Everybody has a th- has their thing, and I think that's one of the things we're going to kind of talk about in this episode. Is we could all pick all day if we wanted to, right? <laughs> but let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, let's not. Okay. Yeah. And if you are too, like, if you are picking, like, let's figure out why. Like, is it that you really don't like that? Or is it just because somebody talked about you? Like, mm. what is it? What actually caused it? Yeah. So one of the things about us and like our particular bodies is we both, we both tall. We probably tall girl gang. Hey, 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 gang, 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 Man, gang. I was just curious, like, how has that affected you when it comes to dating? It honestly didn't until recently. What happened? I... 
I tried dating somebody that was shorter than me, but like I'm six foot and he was five eleven. Mm. But I think even more than height, it was it was a body type thing. It was like his build. It was a body build, like my body build in his body build. Like I just wasn't comfortable with that. Mm. And I've never I've never even really talked to anybody that's under like six two, six one maybe. Like even most of them something... are like six three and six five, so I and I, it's yeah. not even something that I always just was like I like. It's what I told myself I liked, right? But I feel like the world has always told me to be open to shorter men, and I was like, no, I don't think I like that. And then I tried it, and you I was like, like, yeah, it. I didn't like that. And it's not to say I wouldn't like you it with it another hit, person. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, you think that I wouldn't be close? I still don't think I would be close to the option of dating somebody that was shorter than me, but. um do I feel like I enjoy a certain physical comfort that mm-hmm. if he was shorter than me, he'd have to have a certain build that was on the heftier side. Okay. So you can't be short and skinny is what you're saying. Yeah. Not, you're not like a petite build. I don't know what the version of petite, I don't know if that. that no, that's real. My sister always said, I used to always date guys who were uh chubby swole. Yeah. That's like, what she coined them. She was like, yeah, they always chubby swole. And like low key, they wouldn't even be that tall. They'd be like six one, six two. Yeah. Like, but yeah, something about them not being like skinny. Yeah, because I'm also I'm tall, but I'm that. not. But I'm not skinny. Like I'm yeah, not. I'm so it's like I, you know when you like I'm solid. Mm-hmm. So like, you need somebody you, that's solid. Yeah, and I enjoy being able. The part that was like even trying to like cuddle or like watch a movie. Like I just could never find a comfortable nook. Like I could not find a comfortable position. Mm. And that's when I was like, oh, this really Sitting on bones. Yeah. <laughs> but not even, it wasn't even that he was skinny. It was just like the bo- weird, how our bodies matched up just it was not comfortable. For gotcha. Me. Okay. So that makes sense. That's, that's, but other than that, like that, because it's also never been something I, I don't think I've even ever entertained. So that was what they've within the last couple of months here. So. Well, you know, I can relate to that. Yeah, I think I, I tried that once or twice. It didn't work for me. I didn't feel comfortable either. Like, yeah. And I think, too, like, I feel like he kind of carried a, a connotation that I was big. And that's something that we'll explore through the, further in this mm. episode. But I, I don't like feeling like I'm big. Right. I, that's something that I'm still working through to figure out, like, what exactly is at the root of that. But that I think that's why somebody it's an insecurity of mine to feel big with the the my person, whoever that person is, because gotcha. I think I peep other people make me feel big all the time. Mm. And so it's like in the space in which I'm trying to find solace and comfort, I don't want to feel that way. And it's not just what somebody can say to you, it's how they it is what they can say to you and it's how they position themselves and kind of I, I learned that that was an insecurity of mine, a more so than I than I was ever aware of mm, with so, a romantic partner. I never right, thought about it that way. Right. So I'm curious though. So you mentioned like how other people, you don't want other people to make you feel big, but like how do you how do you actually feel about your body? Like I like now. I don't I don't feel uncomfortable. Even like even I don't even feel tall until that I think the whole thing with height is it's not an internal thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah there's moments where I gotta like watch duck my head and like do stuff like that. But for the most yeah. part my my height is brought to my attention by other people. It's a very external experience. So that's why when people say do you have a problem with your height? No, because also this is the body I've been this size, this actual size since I was 12 years old. So like mm-hmm. I I've I've been in this space with myself this long that yeah a part of just going through hormonal changes I've had to get used to it but I've never been upset at being tall. What I get annoyed with is the fact that it's always brought up to me like I don't know it which I guess I kind of don't think about it but it's like yeah, I don't why, why why is it so important for you to point this out? And what does this mean to you? Yeah. Because I think what happens is, is it turns into this experience where like somebody's trying to tell you something through through your height and it's like but I don't even need to participate do I have to participate in this what is this going on what's actually going on yeah I think I have that same kind of thing my my difference though I think we got to our heights at different times Mm. because I remember being the beginning of seventh grade we all measured ourselves I remember I was like five 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 and a half like either five five or five five and a half somewhere in there and by the end of eighth grade we measured ourselves again because I think you know because of that time frame like you do Everyone right. does grow, mm-hmm. so that's why they do it. I was five eight, 
And I remember I being so mad. I was like, okay, cool. Let me just stop. Because I, I wanted to just say five, five. That was like, what? one of them songs was out, five, five with brown eyes. So I was like, yeah, I'm five, five with brown eyes. I'm going to stay right here, right here, right? And then like, that ain't happened. So then I was like, okay, cool. Listen. Five, eight. Five, eight is cool. I can stay at five, eight. And then I was going into high school at that time. So I was like 14. And then, <laughs> girl, somehow overnight between ninth and 10th grade, I ended up at a whole five, 11. And then I was like, okay, guys. Just don't make me six feet. <laughs> like, I don't, please, I just remember, I was like, don't. please, please, just don't. like, I already see you, just, please, you just had your own thing that you want to do going for me, but like, yeah. six feet's a little much. But honestly, now, like, I, I wouldn't care, but I do remember at, at that time frame, I, yeah, I did not like being tall. I, it's something that I have come yeah. to appreciate. And I don't think I don't. And it's not to say that I, pro- I probably had those moments because I feel like one of my friends has told me about that. But when I was younger, like in middle school. But again, it's not for me. It wasn't just internally. I didn't want to be tall. It's like I don't want you talking about me because I don't mm. have control over this thing you're talking about. And I don't want to talk about this all the time. So I think that and people are just rude as hell. Like, girl. And I, I I have a lot of tall friends. So when we're out, like, yeah, we tall <laughs> and I'm not mm-hmm. the tallest oh, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So I think going different places and here, just people be rude as hell. Like, you see them over there? Like, bitch, I, I know you done seen a tall person before. Chill, bro. Yeah. I think something that happened recently. When was, I see. <laughs> was at the uh, grocery it? store and it finally had, I think it never happened to me before, but it was a short little woman in the aisle with me that was like, can you get something off the top shelf? And you understand, I'm going to smack this old lady so <laughs> But actually, like, I can. Let me do. But actually, so exactly, so I did. But I, I really like was like, I don't want to do this. I wasn't yeah, put here, but this might wasn't put here for you. This ain't my job. Yeah, I don't work here. Life, that is. Good. Can you grab? I, <laughs> See, I, I, I don't think that hardly ever happens here, to me. No, ma'am. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did. I got the little old lady her cookies down. That's good. So she could have a little snack. Mm-hmm. You know, and she gonna remember you. That and she went home and talked about you. It was this tall, she better girl have. She at the have. grocery store. Okay. She, my, she grabbed me them cookies. It was so easy for her. She just looked, look, she just reached up real quick, <laughs> real quick. So, does your height or your weight ever impact your self esteem? Like how you feel about yourself? Oh, when I was younger, it definitely did. Especially like my weight. Like one, people don't think I weigh what I weigh. So I'm typically always somewhere between like at my smallest, I'm 175. Uh, But typically I'm somewhere between like 185. I think at my heaviest, I've been like 205. So um, for me, I just probably like, I don't know, maybe like four years ago, five years ago, probably when I lived in Vegas at some point, like I just stopped caring about my weight. Yeah. Like I I started caring about the, the parts of my body that, made me healthy. So like mm-hmm. movement and what I'm eating and how I feel in my clothes. And uh, with that, do I just need to buy bigger clothes or buy sizes that, you know, navigate differently? I remember Tracy Ellis Ross one time said like her favorite jeans, she has them in three sizes, like a size mm. for her fluffy days, a size for when she's a little bit slimmer and a size for her more constant weight. Okay. And to me, that's that, that change, hearing her say that like changed a lot of how I started to navigate life of like, as a woman, my body, even in 28 days is going to fluctuate. So it rather does. than me try to shame that or try to make myself feel a certain type of way because of it, I'm just going to set myself up for success and set myself up to love myself in different spaces and phases. So it's not, of course, it's, it's not without like having those moments, but like I just make sure that they're moments and not how I consistently am feeling or talking to myself. Exactly. No, I love that. That's, I feel like that's great advice. I might try that because, yeah, I, I have definitely have a pair of jeans in my closet that I keep for when for when I'm small. Mm-hmm. But then I always like beat myself up because like, dang, I want to get in my skinny jeans and I, them things ain't going on today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I just had them in a bigger size because then I could still wear my skinny jeans yeah. on my fluffy days, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it's, we have to start, we have to f- find ways to not punish ourselves. I think a lot of times we're taught that weight gain in that journey and weight loss or just kind of 
weight control is like a punishment type of dynamic. And I just, I'm not with that philosophy in any aspect of my life. So I'm dang on sure not going to be like that with my body, especially when my body does so much for me. Like my body allows me to walk, allows me to get places, allows me to feel different things. So like, listen, as much as my brain may want to, or my ego or my lack of confidence on certain days is, is difficult and challenging. Like, it's still not gonna win. It's just it's just not gonna win. It's just not gonna win. Mm, I agree. I agree with that. I feel like I had another question for you. Mm. But I don't remember what it was. Okay, we come back to it. We come back to it. <laughs> so okay, so what about you? You didn't tell me like you with your your dating. Cause I think mm. What, is, what does that look like for you? Like, are you, because I know you, I mean. Yeah, so Before I, your relationship now and was that a factor in the relationship you're in now? Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, it was. Because you, you don't go below 6'3", <laughs> do you? Okay, I think that's your rule. No, that, I learned that that was where I felt comfortable. Now, I have, you know, talked to guys who were shorter than that. But, like, ultimately, I would never feel comfortable like I like to throw a little heel on sometimes and I don't I don't want to be telling you because I feel like what would happen is it would be an issue for them Mm. I think for me it's also an issue for me I think I always thought it would just be for them but I think that it it, it would also be an issue for me yeah you know I probably would feel some type of way as well I ain't gonna lie because what it is is again it's that thing that's so external that we have to navigate so often that every day is not a great day for us to navigate that. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want you talking about um, how tall I am. Like just because my, my own confidence outside of my height is already not there. there. Again, the place where I find solace, the person that is my partner, like I just don't ever want it to be a thing. Like that that can't be a dynamic. Yeah, no, you're right. It can't. So yeah, my boyfriend, he's six, five. And I feel like that's a right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right six, five is, six five is right on the money. That's, yeah, that's a that's a beautiful beautiful <laughs> lineup. Okay, just like <laughs> Bravo, Bravo, I, my friend. Bravo. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I mean, I, as well as other things about him, but that was like yeah. But we talking about hype right now. <laughs> no shout yeah. out, shout out. He, he's oh, listen, no, best friend gets like, all the stamps of approval. Okay, yeah, all of them. Stamp, stamp, stamp. He's dope for more than just his height, but yeah, his height is definitely a. Uh, plus because i think what it is also is like just being honest about what you're comfortable with i think even as women we're trying to we're or just everybody is supposed i believe that there we you know there's a lot we can say about preferences but one thing i think you have to be honest about what you're comfortable with because mm-hmm. we all have our insecurities and those insecurities fall in it's not fair to me to be in relationship or partnership with the person who i know triggers an in- insecurity that is outside of their control Mm-hmm. that just wouldn't, to me, that's not healthy. And as much as I, I do, I may work on that. I need to be honest on where I actually am with that. Yeah. I had another moment myself. Uh, we just went out of town. So we went, we drove down to Florida for the weekend. And uh, so, you know, I have, I was in the swimsuit most of the weekend or mm-hmm. whatever. And he had a, he sent me a picture today that was in his phone. And I just was looking at this picture. Like I look so big like I just felt like, uh, like girl you and fine. he was in it exactly and but I was like I don't I yeah. don't like that picture mm-hmm. at all like let's don't not that ever no show don't anyone else's picture <laughs> but I appreciated the fact it was kind of nice at the same time to see something that I really did not like about myself and him still being like but no you look dope right like because that's what I like it yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes we need that because as we are, you know, figuring out our own insecurities, because that's a lifelong journey is to navigate your insecurities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't resolve. Like sometimes that's just navigation. And so for you to find somebody who's lending in that process to say, like, be a, a different voice and a different reinforced voice of like, you may see this this way. However, I see this this way. That eventually over time that that changes that impacts or influences the way that you look at yourself yeah I think it definitely does I will say another issue that I struggle though is within my career well yeah (laughs) that's like I feel like everybody in your career struggles 
<laughs> what the hell is perfection even looking like for models? Okay. Girl. Let's, but start, also, let's put some tea on that. I want to know more about that. Yeah, because I think I, there's a lot of plus girls booking the big jobs, making a lot of money with fake bodies. Mm, that's when the like the fupa be missing and the, you ain't got no food like how don't be, no don't be don't no don't be no double nothing. chin don't be no fupa don't be hardly no thighs you just kind of wide like yeah y'all went to the same place i don't know i and think to me yeah no keep going and i was gonna say i think it's, it just frustrates me because there's this there's this need to compete or like this idea to compete because obviously mm. like that's how you get your coin and let's not let's not joke around these checks are nice right right. (laughs) i'll take a campaign check any day if someone wants to run me one hey sign me up but the problem is i don't want to do it and especially i feel like especially in the curve world like i think that is just so fraudulent and Mm -hmm. i don't like it yeah It, it frustrates me I can see that because to me, it's also like from a different perspective, right? Of me shopping for clients. So I have some clients that I shop for and most of them mm-hmm. are plus. And mm-hmm. so being able to be on websites, I mean, there's already manipulation and modeling, right? It's already, you're pinning this, you're tucking this. But for me to see somebody that does have the similar size or would have naturally have the same shape, but the clothes are clearly fitting different mm-hmm. is like, but what is that supposed to do? She can't skinny, you know, the, the, the waist train, she can't waist train her way into surgery. Like it's, it's, it's right. a different perspective. A- and again, everybody's body is their own, mm. but I, I would love to see us have more natural body shapes. Like everybody yeah. is not, it's not an hourglass body shape. And yeah. that is a, for a reason. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that is the beauty of humanity. So to me, I always, I get sad. Like my, when I hear a friend talking about, they want to, you know, get this done and get that done. Absolutely, that's on them. But will I be the one that's like, yeah, girl, you should do what's ha- good for you. But I, I, I just think that like your body is beautiful, mm-hmm. like naturally. But we don't see that because but even we don't in the plus size world of curve modeling, like mm-hmm. okay, finally we have this thing, but y'all are still not doing what I feel like it all could do. Even me, like I lose jobs all the time to girls who are size ten. I'm a size fourteen, sixteen. The clothes. A sample size is a 14, 16, but my agency will send a size 10 and pad her. Mm. And I'm like, well, I ain't going to be a 10 because my body just don't, even for me to get to a 12 is is hard. Like if I can be a small 14, like that's kind of like the smallest I get. And then I just try not to get to an 18, but like, I'm not going to be a 10, 12. And also that to me isn't plus. Yeah. That's a lot of like, isn't like a size 10, like. Very average. Yeah, especially if you like tall. an average size. <laughs> if you're tall, like my sister, like my I have an older sister. I don't really know how to like describe her, but I look at my older sister and I'm just like, you're thin. Like she mm. she's thin in my opinion. But right. because she's tall, she's like a her. size like Meg the Stallion is probably like an eleven. Like right. 10, 11, maybe it's yeah. well, like I don't think she's maybe a twelve. A 12. Like, maybe it's yeah, twelve. Like yeah. to me, that's not really plus. Yeah, but it's also that's also that size that's like the forgot. You're just now getting a little. You got a little meat to you, but that's mm-hmm. it. You're not mm-hmm. you're not plus size. You're not wearing nothing out the plus size top section because you still can fit a medium top. Exactly. You talking about my people now? You talking about my pride? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about you know what my I'm pride? Saying? Like, let's you know talk that's about- real. But that's real because also even like why isn't that body represented accurately? That size that is in between. I'm not an eight. I'm not. I am a curve, but I'm not always plus size. Like, what does mm, that look? That like? too. Because that I don't too. even. I don't see curve eights. No. But that, that's a You're body type. To. <laughs> so it's like I think that overall, it's just really. I think my frustration is just the lack of diversity. Yeah, and overall. To, in the model representation and the clothing type and the access to like, I can find a pair of clothes. I'm also six foot. So like, and, and I'm curvy. So I can find a size, something that works, but like, then it's not tall enough. Or if it's tall, it's not giving room for my curves or it may fit my uh, butt, but it doesn't fit my waist. So uh-huh. I think the more we would just be honest about bodies, the more we could actually cater to them. Yeah. 
and that there's not. And the more we can also affirm them, because also like when it comes to it, if it don't, I there's beautiful even the shapes that we don't put on pedestals like still be hitting. So I I think it's just crazy to me that like we're at a we're in a space or we've always been in some space because even though my body shape of having a smaller waist and a and a big ass is is more in now it's still not in naturally how my body flows these right. these clothes still ain't naturally fitting me like i still got to take them to the tailor for them to actually fit but because they're of not how my thigh the models either exactly so it's like y'all spend all this money producing clothes that don't fit women Anybody. period yeah. they don't really fit they don't fit most women no, and the women, or the women that they, they fit don't are even not fit the women who are selling them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but then, but what I'm also saying is like the women that you, there are women that can fit those clothes, but you're not even marketing those clothes to that to woman. them. True. You're marketing a whole different body style to her. So yeah. there she feels inadequate or she feels like she has to go out and get what have whatever done. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like, if you're going to have that done, do that. But also like, just know that you you look good. You look good <laughs> before that. Before that, you look good. So, so what are some things that you do to take care of your body? Um, I try to be mindful of what I like to eat. So I've learned to like over the years, listen to my body. When I was younger, I didn't, I didn't start drinking water. Like this one's not crazy. But I didn't <laughs> I start drinking this. water till like after college. I know. Like, I was about 22 years old before I started really taking, and I was probably like 20, honestly, I was about 20, 23, 24. Cause I think it wasn't until I got to the desert in Las Vegas. So I started water. taking water and I listen and, but it would just wasn't, I don't even, I'd be thinking about that. So I'm like, how would you even, how would you even live in? You, well, you people, wouldn't drink no water. It's people living no like water, that. None. Um, so I think water intake was a big for me. And then, you know, the skin got real popping. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I see the benefits. I'm going to go ahead and sip, sip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? I, I try to be mindful of what I eat. I learned a few years ago that like my body doesn't process meat very well. So I try not to eat a lot of meat. So um, for the most part, I'm pescatarian because uh, I really enjoy seafood. But uh, I like at least three times a week, I probably eat vegetarian meals with no, no nothing. Yeah. vegetables and stuff but I think eating what I physically intake and trying to I haven't been good at it since like you know moving to a new city and being on lockdown but like walking around and moving I'm not a I'm not a gym person I'm not about to sit in your gym I'll take a <laughs> yoga I'll take a like a, a hot yoga class a Bikram yoga class mm-hmm. I'll do that but like I'm also not doing the, the dancing classes but I'll go out and do activities like you need me to come move I'll do that like I, yeah, I'll be I excited to help move I done told you I ain't doing that yeah. <laughs> But that so like, like exercise to me yeah. to me I like the- doing activities but I'm not really big on like sitting and exercising like or like mm. doing an exercise routine and if I do I have to do it with another person for me to be like all right you can't just stop doing this you gotta finish now. yeah yeah I think, <laughs> but I think that and then also yeah I oh, think the other thing was just like I started speaking to myself differently so a lot of it had to do with like I stopped whenever I would start to think like oh I wish my body or like my body don't know and I started walking around naked more mm that too. I, well, less clothes. I, I started buying lingerie for myself and just like hey. putting that on. And like, yeah, I can relate to that. Enjoying myself and like enjoying myself in other ways. Um, yeah. Of just visually seeing myself. And I, I also didn't take pictures for a long time. So oh, yeah, there's I a whole chunk of our friendship like, missing because of yeah, this. Yeah. Cause I didn't like, because I just didn't like the way I looked outside of my body. So for me, I think, I got, when I got to Vegas, maybe like the second year I lived in Vegas, then I started like people, somebody asked me like, hey, you want to come take pictures? And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't model. Like I'm not, no, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with that. And then one day I was like, you got to start doing the things you're not comfortable with because you not want to take pictures, you missing out on these memories, you acting. I didn't like to hear how I sounded when I would tell you I didn't want to take a picture. I didn't like that mm-hmm. anymore. So I decided to, I was going to have to be uncomfortable and just figure it out. And then I was able to see myself from a different person's perspective through them, through their photography. And so then I started borrowing how they saw me and speaking that to myself. Mm. I like that. 
I think that is definitely helpful. I feel like I did a lot of the same things. Now, water was never my issue because yeah, I like to eat so water. much that I discovered when I was real young, like empty calories are real. So if you're going <laughs> to eat this food over here, what you're not going to do is load yeah, up Yeah, you're not thousand. like a juice and pop. You've never been. No. Never. And I also never. used to not like carbonation at all. Like I yeah. didn't like carbonated drinks until recently. And now even still, it's like a LaCroix. And even like, now, it, it don't even be like Sprite. It'd be like seltzer water. It, that's what I'm saying. LaCroix. Yeah. And alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It's some alcohol. So it's still not even bubbly, bubbly. <laughs> it's just like a little, it's like flat. Yeah. It's still flat. So yeah. So, exactly. but I think water is definitely important though. So I'm, that's why I'm mentioning it again is like drink water. For me, I it think makes my you body feel better. It makes you feel better in, in your body flow. If I wait too late in the day before I have my first glass of water, my head is not right the whole rest of the day. And then I think, too, with me eating, um, I learned that when I was younger, I would always say, like, I didn't like certain foods. So, like, I didn't like spaghetti. I didn't really like mm. pizza. I didn't like biscuits. And, like, now that I'm older, I came to find out I don't like those foods because they were hurting my stomach. I have a gluten intolerance. Mm. And so like my stomach would be in knots and pain and cramping. Like, and I, I don't like that. Okay. Right. But I mean, I like the way the food tastes, but I'm always like, nah, like I literally can remember us eating like having spaghetti all the time. And I would put like two noodles in my, on my plate and just have a, a pile of sauce. Like I just never liked pasta, but I didn't know why I didn't like pasta. Cause not that I didn't like the taste of it. I just knew my mm. stomach was going to be nuts. So I think that listening to your body and like learning Absolutely. different intolerances of like, mm-hmm. you know, gluten, soy, dairy, I think those are real inflammatory in your body. And a lot of people aren't aware that they have these things and they just keep eating these foods. And so once I did that, like I just function a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot even to me, like, with me, yeah, even like just making sure you, your poop cycle is right. Like right. that's how I learned about meat is I would, when I ate a lot of meat, I would always get really constipated. And mm-hmm. then when I w- would eat less meat, I wouldn't be. So like most of my life I was constipated until I right. like, and I just was like, Oh, that's just me. Like, no, it's what you're eating. Fam. It's what like, you're eating. Yeah. You think it's normal. It it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And then obviously exercise as well. I'm, I'm more of like a walker or like doing something, but not, not moving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you though. Like, I think I have really learned to enjoy yoga or, um, like I've been during this time, just walking around my neighborhood a lot and mm-hmm. listening to different like podcasts or books. I think it's kind of like a win-win for me. I've been doing girl trek. Mm. A few of the days that you mentioned in yes, our yes. first podcast. The boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. And so like those are my ways of like I do like to move my body, but I I do actually enjoy the gym, but I miss my gym before the sauna. Mm. I used to go sit in the sauna for like I could stay in there for like an hour. Oh yeah, the right? sauna's the best part. Okay. That thing, man, and I realized I was a lot smaller as well. So I, I put on a little weight during this quarantine and I think it's because I'm missing my sauna days. So yeah. Looking forward to going back to that. Um, yeah, and I, I do try to speak better. My my thoughts, though, I will we'll get to that. But yeah, I have. Yeah. I don't do the best with that the the thought process. I'm working on yeah, that. But I think another part too is like I don't hang. Well, right now I spend a lot of time by myself, <laughs> so I think it's also a lot easier to not have a lot of messages thrown on me or just like have a, a certain negativity around me. So mm. in the past, I've had friends that really don't like their bodies. And so that is the subject of conversation a lot or mm-hmm. who are people who are on diets all the time or, you know, withhold, what do we call it? Depriving themselves mm-hmm. from certain things um, rather than just seeing like, rather than also balancing that out with how their body is good for them and like the good things that their body allows right. them to do. So I think being around that less, even in getting this, you know, getting fluffier in the quarantine, it still makes it a different process to not always have somebody there making you think like, oh, dang, she don't like her body. Someone's like, well, wait, she did. like, oh, she said that like the hip dips or something wrong with them. I got them. Right. Okay, little stretch like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Because I think it is still energy. Energy is energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it exchanges mm-hmm. and real. all of that. So I think it also is, I once you start to see, like, once I started changing, I don't think I've ever been really bad on, like, talking negatively to myself Mm-mm. around other people. But even when I, I did notice a shift of, like, I don't tolerate it around me. Mm. 
So if everything negative you gonna say, I'm gonna tell you something positive. And right. after a while, right. you're just not gonna try it with me, or you're gonna go talk negative with somebody else. So yeah. that to me, like that's a boundary for me of like we just not gonna be talking, dogging ourselves around each other. That's real. That's crazy. I actually experienced that literally today. One of my friends is a fellow model. Um, she wasn't really feeling good about a particular photo shoot she did recently. And I was like, well, send me the pictures. Like, mm-hmm. we what's really going on? What's it's the, a what's... genuine amp too, but Yo, it's amping it, over here. No, okay. but the pictures were fire. I was just mm-hmm. like, girl, we not doing this today. Sometimes when you there, somebody got to tell you, I, 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 I we not doing that. Like yeah, I she know a, she a you Virgo. Have, she know, she know who yeah. she knows who she is, and I think it was just that Virgo like mm-hmm. tendency that was coming out. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, see, we not doing this. But yeah, also I think what it was too is I I didn't need it. Like mm-hmm. I think I'm also in a space right now that I'm like, no, because if I let you do it, then I'm I'm gonna do it, and we can just mm-hmm. go down this rabbit hole together. And what mm-hmm. we so let's just go ahead and, and nip it in the bud, send me the pics exactly. And I, I sent her back like five pictures. I was like, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> and 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 it's like it's not a fake thing, right? We talk no. about fake friends. it's not a fake thing. Like to me, sometimes you really have to when somebody is in a, a low space, you have to navigate them. You have to set that boundary for them of like, no, nah, you're not. Do- I'm not allowing you to do that to yourself yeah. because I know that's not who you are. And I know there's so much more that you're not you're not able to see right now. So let me show it to you. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about it. Let's. And I know you might not want to hear it, but I that part, I don't care. I'm giving right. it to you. <laughs> so yes, I'm going to lay it out real quick. That's what it is. Mm. So, OK, I'm curious how how does I guess what we talking about in Soul in the City? So Soul in the City, we're talking about body image. And one of these episodes, we're going to get to talking about attraction because there's some words that we use in just general, in a very general way of like, oh, we're talking about body image, but we don't actually break down the different layers of it, the different aspects of it. So mm. I found, you know, some research that was done. And so by Elizabeth Halstead um, and this, I found this really cool article that broke down the different aspects as well as the different components within those aspects. And so I wanted to explore that a little bit because, you know, in Solar City, Soul in the City, we're here to talk about the different tools we have, resources and breaking down our identity, where we stand. So we can, one, have the language to be able to express where we are, what we need and what we want, as well as be able to navigate our friendships better and understanding like this is where I am and extending, you know, having these conversations to figure out where we're all at so we can find better ways to support and celebrate one another. Mm, let's go. So body image has four aspects. The first is perceptual body image. And so that's how you see your body. The second is affective body image. That's how you feel about your body. The third is cognitive body image. That's how you think about your body. And the fourth is behavioral body image. And that's the way you behave as a result of your perceptual, affective, and cognitive body image. So a lot of times we say, oh, my body image, like I I don't have a great body image or she struggles with body image. But like what aspect is she struggling? Is it she struggling about how she actually feels about her body, how she sees it, or how she, you know, the behavior of it all or kind of is she is it in her head or is it something that's more external that she processes and then feeds out in a certain way mm, i never thought so about beyond, it yeah the girl is layers okay. like wait yeah so then so i'm listening so then so according to clinical psychologist and faculty member elizabeth halstead there are three components to having a positive body image or a pbi so pbi is the goal okay a. pbi so the first is self-esteem, right? And that's valuing ourselves and believing that others appreciate us and enjoy our company. Whew, okay, we're going to come back to that. Two is a positive attitude. That's accepting our strengths and our weaknesses. Again, that's accepting our strengths and our weaknesses and avoiding three negative attitudes. The first is perfectionism. That's holding ideals or standards that are, are impossible or next to impossible for us to achieve. The second one is comparing, making social comparisons with others. The third one is being highly critical or judgmental. The more critical and judgmental we are of others, the more likely we are to be critical and judgmental of ourselves. And then the third, comp- the third component is emotional stability. So that's maintaining a healthy connection with to our thoughts and feelings while also being able to share our experiences with others. And so that was Halstead's research that she did in 2016. So uh, again, I, I love this because it gives us the language to talk again about where we are, what we need, and what we desire, and what we can offer. Um, so let's go back 
for a moment to the body image aspect. So based off of those, that's again, perceptual body image, affective, cognitive, and behavioral, which do you think is probably the one, like a strong, a strength for you? So probably you have the healthiest body image for lack of lack of better words. Mm -hmm. And which one would you say is probably the most challenging for you? I would say the, the healthiest one, the one that I do the best with (laughs) is um, perceptual. Mm. I feel like, you know, when I look in the mirror, I do the same thing. Like I get out the shower, I be just air drying. Mm -hmm. Be looking at, I got my little floor to ceiling mirror or whatever. And I'm like, yes, girl. Like, okay, I see you. Like, boom, boom, boom. You looking good. Like, when I look at myself, yeah, I, I'm good. Like, I feel like I'm the shit. <laughs> For lack of a better we word, should, okay. We feel that way. We should be over here twerking, doing all the all the things. We should. But where, but where I struggle mm-hmm. is cognitive. Mm. Once I'm not looking at myself. Like I'm not actually in a mirror with yourself in the mirror with myself, Mm -hmm. girl, the thoughts get to going like, oh, you need to lose this. This needs to be fixed. You got too much cellulite over here. Let's fix this. Let's lose. You done put on about 10 pounds. You probably need to lose about 15. Like Mm -hmm. the thoughts be going haywire, haywire, like Mm -hmm. it's bad. So, so if you're saying so, okay, perfect. So this is a good example. So we cognitive is the one that we are focusing on for this. So within that, the aspects we have, the self-esteem, the positive attitude and the emotional stability. Mm -hmm. What are the, are what would you say is probably the primary, primary source of your struggle with the cognitive out of the self-esteem, the positive attitude, and then the positive attitude has a three subcategories and then emotional stability. So my question is more so, do you think it has to do with you, others, you valuing yourself and others believing that others enjoy and appreciate your body? Do you think it's from you not accepting your, your strengths and your weaknesses, whether that be you are comparing yourself to others or you feel like there's a, you have this idea of perfectionism or that you're just highly critical or judgmental? Or lastly, do you feel like it actually has to do with the connection with your thoughts and feelings and being able to share that with others? I feel like it's a mix, but uh, if I had to pick, I would say it's probably closer to self-esteem, like valuing, you know, myself and believing that others appreciate. I think it's more, I think it still feels more external. Mm. Like when I look at myself, me, I feel good. But then I, I also know like, okay, if I do hop on the scale, that's not really a number that most women would be like, yeah, I, I weigh this amount or that's not really, um, I feel like it's, it just feels external. Like I should weigh less. I should be a smaller size. I should look like this. And then I think it also comes from maybe even work-wise of like my agency saying like, you know, if you were closer to a 14, then we can get you booked here, here and here. And so I struggle with, Wanting to lose the weight, but also being happy with who I am. Mm. That's like wanting to lose it for everyone, everyone else or like outside, but me feeling good and healthy and confident where I'm at. Right. That's a word. Now, do you feel like that any of those aspects have changed as you've gotten older? So prior to you modeling Prater, let's go back to probably when we met, like we're teenagers, Mm -hmm. we're 18 years old what do you feel like was probably the area you struggled more with it was it's perceptual effective cognitive or behavioral Mm. or do you feel like it's been pretty much consistent I think that's been pretty consistent because I think it's always been outside sources telling me like oh you're getting a little thick maybe you should lose a couple pounds or like I think it's always been other people putting their ideas on me Mm -hmm. and so like even now I had to have that conversation actually with my boyfriend. Like he enjoys working out. And so I think what I had to understand is he just wanted me to work out with him. He wasn't trying to change my body. Got you. And but I instantly took it as like you're not valuing oh, you, me. You don't you appreciate don't, my body. You don't body appreciate where real. I'm at. So mm-hmm. you trying to ch- trying to change it. And so like we had to have a conversation that was like, no, I just wanted you to work out with me. I actually don't care what you do, but like mm. we're gonna go move our bodies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can do that. 
That's dope. And I think too, that goes back to like communicating and being able to be vulnerable about, about what your relationship with your body image and mm-hmm. being able to have the words and express to be like, oh, well, I, even just be able to say like, oh, well, I took it this way because this is where I had. Right. I, I grew up with somebody in a household that was very, had a lot to say about my body. And so I, I've took that very internally, like, oh, well, I guess I'm not supposed to be okay with how I look. <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to be okay with this, even though I feel fine. Right, right. It's, yeah. I think, you know, that's another component, right? It's like, what what is the backstory of how we develop our body image? Because mm-hmm. for me, I grew up in a household, like, it was never my mom that talks about weight. Like my mom, honestly, low key, my mom used to be trying to have me out here looking hella hoochie. Like she used to pick out stuff. I'm like, mom, where am I? Because at that point I was still hiding and covering my right. My mom would have me in a little two piece mini skirt. Like, girl, you got it. Just enjoy you got it. it. Okay. Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I was having that conversation. I, I feel like every time we record, I, I was having that conversation with my mom the other day. I mean, but, I lit- but I literally was. And she was, we were talking about that. I was like, mom, like, I really appreciate how you never gave any of that to me because I know that's not how you were raised because where I did get it from was my grandmother. Like she's very subconscious of, of weight and physical appearance and what other people think. Like there's never time to be even think of like, are they happy with that? If her right. hair ain't brushed, is she okay? If she is, why are you so worried about it? And why does that image of being not put together weigh such an impact of why does somebody else's opinion of how you look weigh so much on you? Mm-hmm. And I think my mom just never created space for that. Even though I would deal with it at my grandma's house, like my mom just like, it was not. Nah. We were not doing that. Yeah, I think I can I can definitely tell you didn't have a lot of that growing up. So I am curious though, I guess the same question for you of which aspect of your body image now is the healthiest and then which part do you are you challenged with? I think effective is probably, I think effective is is probably the strongest like I feel good in my body like I feel Mm. good um I have like when I'm in stuff and I'm in moods and like I'm listening to music like it's more of the feeling of my body that I really enjoy because then that's when I get my little shea butter like I I, it's a very it's a very feel vibe so um I think focusing on perceptual was probably a challenge for me because one, I just didn't want to see myself. Mm. So it took that, that have, I've always struggled with that more. And I think that also goes into cognitive, but I think that I would say the struggle for me just throughout my life has been perceptual and cognitive. Um, But I think effective has been my, is my strongest area now. And I think perceptual, uh, perceptual is always also pretty strong now, but throughout life, cognitive and perceptual have been pretty consistent. Yeah. And then I would say, um, for me, it would be like what contributes to that. It would be emotional stability. So the connect, the connection to our thoughts and feelings while being able to share our experiences with others. Like, again, that goes into like, I don't even want you to see, Mm. I don't want you to have a picture of me. Yeah. Cause to me, like comparison just hasn't been that strong for me because also like there was no even comparison for me. Like I just didn't know women that looked like me for a long time. So to me, I need data. I'm a like, I'm a nerd in my head. Like I'm a very science and math oriented person. So for me, it's like for me to have a data set that I'm going to compare, there's going to have to be more variables that are similar. And that just wasn't the scope that I had. So I think it's a thing that happens, but I would say it's a lot of my, body image issues, you know, in terms of, you know, the perceptual effective and cognitive, which then lends to the behavioral mm-hmm. always has stemmed from like an emotional and uh, like thoughts and feeling connection. It's an internal thing for me. Gotcha. Because huh. most of my life, like people tell me I had a great body and I was like, girl, I'm trying to hide this. Like, girl, no. I ain't trying to. Know that thing. Yeah. Most of my, I, I just did it. I didn't, I had that body type that you know, it might have been a 40 year old man that was inappropriately telling me that. Mm. But, I, or, you know, my mom, girl, you got that little waist, or, oh, you got that little waist, you got that little. Mm-hmm. But, it, but also when I was 12, like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. So it still never felt good, but it was always an internal thing for me. That makes sense. 
it's crazy. And then we do gotta, I think, dig deeper at some point into like exactly how these. Yeah, because I think again, like you you talked about earlier, like there are situations that will come up in your friendships or in like you made room for me with that, right? Like I'm not taking pictures. Like we literally do not have pictures from a whole ch- chapters mm-hmm. of our friendship because that's where I was. But imagine like being an adult, if I was still in that similar space of like, you're holding space, but I didn't even have this framework to be like, okay, this is why this is an issue for you. Mm-hmm. Or like, how can you work through that? How can we work? Or now that? going into a relationship and like also thinking about having children, being able to walk through and, you know, understand this more to take signs so that you can then lend that balance to somebody else. Or have the conversation with your boyfriend of like, okay, I'm triggered because of this. And this is how I feel. And that person can respond and say, oh, that's not actually what it was. But now that I know that, I can be mindful of how I approach exactly. things with you. But if we don't know how to, again, identify ourselves, what's then going on and how we feel. Changes. Like you said, it's just like the thing of like, when you're younger, I don't have the words for I don't I don't like that is the word I'm given. But not that that makes my stomach hurt and that be a valuable thing of like, no, you ain't right. too much. Like, no, that right. doesn't sit well with your body. Mm-hmm. And so I but think, also being told, too, you need to eat your food. Exactly. Because like it's we're, unraveling, thing, right? we're unraveling all of that. And I think having understanding and having words and language to put around it is is a very good first step. Mm. Because then you once you have words, you can research that. Yeah. When you don't know, it's harder to Google search when you don't know what you're looking for. You don't for. know where to start. Doesn't mean it can't be done, but when you don't know what to start and what the actual is the premise of what you're looking for, it makes it a lot more difficult. So to me, I think uh, it's beautiful that you know, especially with Soul in the City, we're exploring more of that. Like we, we're getting words, we're we're having spaces to particularly search and be, lean further into. Mm. So um, my friends always talk about me because I'm always giving somebody some homework. So mm-hmm. I haven't really gave y'all. I kind of been like, okay, drop it and go take the quiz. <laughs> but today we get homework, homework. So based off of like a lot of things in the study, they did recommend some things. And I also thought of some things that I've done myself that have really helped. So one of the first things um, I think I mentioned earlier was to offset that negative language with positive language, not neutral language, but positive. I think that's something that can be missed. Like just because I'm not talking about my body, but negatively, that doesn't mean you have a positive body image. Like it's speaking positivity is very important. So. I want us to make a top uh, make a top 10 list of things that you love about your body, like that you really, really enjoy. So we're going to give you a little tidbit of ours. <laughs> so what are your, uh, we're going to give you three. So three, Key, what are your three things I love three? about my body? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say right now, I love my height. Hey. I think because it was something that I had to to come to love or like overcome to to a certain extent. Um, I would say my number two is that I love that my body is healthy mm-hmm. in all the forms or ways I'm able to do and move freely and whatever it is that I want to do. My body allows me to do that. That's real. And I like my shape. I'm happy. <laughs> I like, I got my little hip. Okay. Y'all see you out there. I see the pictures. I said, I slide it. I'm sliding the deal. Hey, shot it. <laughs> shot hey, okay. Yeah, I've, I've learned to, you know, just appreciate my curves and be good with where they at. What are your three? So my number one is also my height. Cause yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy being tall. Like, yeah. I, it would be so weird not to be tall at this point, but like, it would. <laughs> even in moving around in my apartment with the higher, higher ceilings that I had, like, I just like how my body moves through the world and I can be seeing stuff when, you know, like, I can I, grab I, like, stuff off the top of the exactly. bridge. It's just some stuff that I've learned that used to kind of seem normal that I really had to become grateful for. So I really like my height. The another part that I really like, like my, probably my favorite part about my body is my collarbones and my shoulder. Like I just love- Bro, why was that going to be one of my, okay, go I ahead. love okay. the way that that looks. And I used to really feel like I, I started swimming when I was young. So I have a little bit broader of shoulders, mm-hmm. but I really just give me an off the shoulder. That little declaratage. Listen, I'm a it's cut nice. up. I'm a cut up. <laughs> I'm going to cut up each and every time. And then the last thing I thought of was like my strength. So like when I help, I think that's also like why I'd be like to help people move. Cause like low key, I'd be trying to pick stuff up and be like, damn girl, you can pick that it. up. Oh no, I got hey. this box. Actually you can get that one, but I got this one. I got hey. this one. And just being able to do certain things. I really appreciate that about mm. my body. 
Okay. So the next is, and I did this, like I, I leave work, different workshops, and this is something that I have a specific workshop about. And it's uh, the workshop I do is called the confidence blueprint, but a part of one of the first activities in that is to make a confidence playlist. So that play, and there's different types of confidence playlists, but right now we're just going to speak in general. So whatever that means to you, make a, a list of about 10 songs that like make you want to move, say something to you in your ear that make you feel a certain type of way. Or just have you feeling like you the shit. Like whatever those are, like those things that bring you over the top, they may be saying nonsense, but it's the beat, it's the lyrics, it's the way, it's the harmony, whatever it is, they just bring you to the space of like, can't nobody yes. say nothing to me today. You can keep it for you. And also use these lists. Well, I'll get to where you where it's really important to use them after we say our three songs. So go ahead. Mm. Go ahead, Keith. My three songs. Okay, cool. My <laughs> my list is all over the place. It's okay. We, just, we don't we have just there's no there. wrong list. Okay. No, it's not it's not wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> diversity is good. Different things, different things make you feel good. So that's expected. All right. Well, I, I started my list off with Corinne Hawthorne's. Unstoppable. Okay. She's more gospel-y, yeah. so that's why I'm saying my like, list. Okay. You'll see. You gonna see. It's gonna transition. But you feeding the spirit through. But yeah, that song though. I'm like, oh yes, I am unstoppable. I, okay. Yes, like I don't know why. Whenever that song comes on, I get like, like, like I just feel it motivated. This is it. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know, I had to go Lizzo. Okay, but I went like a girl. Okay. 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 Yeah, like a girl. It's a good. I feel like it's another one. Like I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. I can do this like a girl. Okay. I, like I don't need to do it like a man. I can do it like a girl. Okay. Okay. And the one that puts me just in a mood, my boyfriend, he's funny. So like now he gets to a point where he just be like, you going to put that Janae on? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, Pussy Fairy. Oh, the gr- that's a that good song. One. That song. I don't know what it is, but I just be like, yeah, it's the yeah, it's, she built it's, up in okay. that. Okay, mm-hmm. it's coming. Just yep, got that for right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get your butt. So yeah, okay. Those okay. are my three. What are yours? So my first. I think my first one, because I do love this person. Anytime I have a confidence playlist, Drake is somewhere on there. It's something about the music that he makes that makes me feel like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) you you thought that is something about his music that makes me feel that way. So my first song is nice for what? And it also like, I had a birthday party when birthday weekend, when that single dropped and we was doing nothing but singing. So it also reminds me of like, my whole tribe is behind me. We ain't gotta be nice for what we're going to be nice for. What? So that song, that song, that song, that song, right. Mm. Also, do it by Chloe and Hallie. First of all, the whole ungodly hour can make me feel a certain type of way. I was listening to that. Do it is one of the like, girl, we finna go out with my friends. I ain't trying to be caked up tonight. Like, listen, we finna do it. We finna shimmy, okay? We got we got the curve out, whatever it is. It's gonna be whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Magnolia by Playboy Cardi. I'm a big Playboy Cardi mm. fan. I my, a lot of my um I think I feel like most of my playlists, my confidence playlists are like a good mashup between like sensual R&B or like just some get you hype. We're going to go to okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I know <laughs> about you as well. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy because I, I, right now I'm not in a chapter where I listen to a lot of rap music, but they still be on a certain list. But the one of the reasons why I wanted to point this out is like why it's important. Uh, to have these lists prepped and ready to go. It's also good to make these lists when like you're in a really good mood because you know what you like to hear in that good mood. So then one one time I always use these is before any type of interview, any type of process where somebody's going to provide any critique for me, just so I can get in a place to be in a very, very, very confident space um, so that I can be open. Because I think when you lack confidence, the easier thing is to like, to not be open mm-hmm. or to not feel prepared. And a lot of like interviews, it's a, it's a very mental thing of like, you know what you're doing. You, you know what you bring to the table. You just have to be able to express that in a way that's going to reach the people that you're talking to. So to be prepared with that type of energy of you feeling already feeling, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm prepared. is very important. So anything you're doing for the first time, those playlists come in, you going on a date, go, go ahead, turn the playlist. Playlist. Because Get people can feel that energy of like, oh, she feels mm-hmm. good. 
She feel, I'm trying to have her come feel good in my life. I'm trying to have her come feel good in my, my workplace. I'm trying to have her come feel good with whatever she pitching to me. So mm. I think th those are really good plugs. And also just when you're not, when you're, when you know you're not in a great space, go ahead, turn that music on, light you a candle. Mm. It, it shakes some ass around the house. If nothing else, okay, you roll around. Y'all can't see me, y'all can't see me, but I'm, I'm shaking it. Okay, I, I take my broom as my microphone a lot of times. Mm. Roll around on my carpet singing because I I just need it, and that's, that's what's real. Music is definitely therapeutic for me. Yeah. So then there's one last activity, and Key and I are going to actually post this on our Instagram later. This uh, you'll see it probably by the time this airs, uh, but. What it is, is you're going to take a piece of paper, split it into four sections. So y'all can split y'all four however you need to, because there's no wrong way to split into four. Just do it. Just do it. And the then wrong ways to not do it. Exactly. Do what Sola said. And then what you have to prepare yourself to do is write your most honest answers. So there's each four, each section, you're going to write something different. The first prompt is what my, what does my body do for me? So you, you need to think about that and write your answers. What does my body do for me? And then what do I love about my body is number two. Again, that's what do I love about my body? The third one is what is unique about me? And the fourth one is what can I do to help it stay and help my body stay strong and healthy? So again, what can I do to help my body stay strong and healthy? I'll go through one more time in case y'all didn't have a pen. Go ahead and pause me and I'm gonna give you a nice clean read through. The first one section is, what does my body do for me? The second question is, what do I love about my body? The third question is, what is unique about me? And the fourth question is, what can I do to help my body stay strong and healthy? So that's the homework for this week. Enjoy, enjoy this homework because homework is still for us. Homework ain't like back in the days when it didn't really benefit us. We didn't apply it. All of this stuff we're doing and learning and walking through in Soul of the City, you can apply today. You can apply in your friendships by introducing a new conversation topic. Like I was listening to fake friends and they was talking about some silly stuff. You could even say we silly, but see how they act and go ahead and bring out the paper. Bring out the paper and some pencil for your friends. Hey, well. That was another episode. Thank y'all for tuning in to this week's Fake Ass Bodies episode of the Fake Friends Podcast with Kiara Rose. And so, Latif, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fake Friends Podcast. If you love this episode of the Fake Friends Podcast, head over to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We appreciate you growing with us. Don't forget to join us for next week's episode, Fake Ass Jobs. Until next time. Bye. Bye.